global connections have long given individual living standards and the Australian economy as a whole a boost. But they also expose the domestic economy to risks. And it is these risks, rather than opportunities, that have received increased focus in Australian commentary. Risks being raised include the trade and investment fallout from geopolitical tensions and a relative shift in global demand away from fossil fuels as the world responds to climate change. In the face of these risks, there are increased concerns about Australia's economic resilience. Resilience, in the face of adverse shocks and shifts, is made more challenging if Australia's goods basket is unusually concentrated by market destination, product classification, or both. Or to put it more colloquially, if Australia has too many eggs in one basket. And if it does, what have been the consequences beyond the export basket for Australia's industrial base and broader economic performance and resilience? To assess whether Australia's export basket is unusually concentrated, a recently released report in collaboration with the UTS Business School and supported by the Business Council of Australia benchmarks it against other high-income, medium-sized peer economies, including Canada, France, the UK, Switzerland, the Netherlands, the Republic of Korea, and Taiwan. When it comes to export market concentration, having a top market that accounts for 25 to 30% was found to be par for the course when compared to the peer group over the period of analysis. Australia, which is far from alone in the Asia-Pacific region in having a significant exposure to China, only differed markedly in 2020 when 41% of its total goods exports went to China. This was up from 32% in 2015. The jump in China's share of Australia's goods exports was overwhelmingly an iron ore price story. In terms of services exports, Australia's top market, again China, at 20% of the total, was also found to not be unusual when compared with other peer economies. However, Australia's export product concentration is another story. Between 1990 and 2020, the top product share of Australia's total goods exports rose from 13 to 33%. This was markedly higher than the peer average, which rose from 6 to 15% respectively. Furthermore, in 2020, primary goods accounted for more than 80% of Australia's total goods exports. This was eight times the peer average. On the flip side, the share of manufacturers fell to just 15%. This contrasted shockingly with the peer average of 82%. Aside from being heavily weighted towards primary goods, Australia's goods export basket was also distinguished by a lack of complexity. In 2020, 98% of Australian primary goods exports were in the unprocessed form. This compared to a peer average of just 42%. Whilst the surge in the value of primary goods in Australia's goods export basket was a rational response to leverage Australia's natural factor endowments to benefit from global demand, peers with a more complex goods basket were for the most part able to match Australia's performance.
Finally, changes in Australia's export mix are interdependent with the domestic industrial base. As demand for mining grew, its prominence in the industrial structure was met by a relative shrinking in manufacturing. This was accelerated by the commodities boom in the early 2000s, where elevated exchange rates made it difficult for domestically produced manufacturers to compete. Australia now has the lowest share of manufacturing amongst peers by a considerable margin. While Australia's changed industrial structure has brought benefits such as output and income growth, there have also been implications for economic resilience which are quite concerning, as for example, sovereign manufacturing capacity which has been eroded. Furthermore, there have been adverse implications around overall productivity growth and income inequality. If you'd like to learn more, please visit our website at australiachinarelations.org where you can read the full report.